0: Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio.
2: Hello, hello, my beautiful friend. So here we are. It's the end of April. Can you believe how this year is just flying by? It's amazing. And I don't know about you, but I am truly feeling that there is this incredible light Around us, that there is this amazing support from the invisible and that all around us people are waking up and realizing their true identity as the great givers and receivers of love and we're awakening to all the things that don't work (laughs) and that love does work. Love really works. It works for us. It works through us. It works in and around us. Yes, so let us focus on living the love that we are, being our true selves. I invite you to turn within with me and to place your hand on your heart and to open your mind, open your heart as we become wholehearted, open-minded together, breathing deeply. I like to take these deep breaths at the beginning of a prayer and center in and recognize that this breath really is the breath of God. We're opening ourselves to receive divine insight, intuition, and clarity on the breath. Traveling in on the breath, the divine guidance. Divine grace reveals itself as the activity of our life, and we're grateful, invoking divine grace into our awareness, setting aside any worries, any concerns, any doubt or fear, blame or shame, and opening our hearts and minds to the opportunities to be the love, to transcend limitation, to be our own Healer, Yes, love is the healer, and we're recognizing that we are beings of love and light, and this is our natural state. So grateful and so thankful right now to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to remember our our mystical connection with the divine, our infinite, unending, deeply nourishing connection with the one and with all life. So grateful to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone, because we are indeed one with them. So grateful to celebrate the oneness right now. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm Hmm. So, our topic this week, you know, I always feel divinely guided to the topic, and this is a topic that I haven't ever really um, shared much about, so I'm excited to see what what comes forward comes through so Course in Miracles is. Exactly that. It's a course in miracles and remembering that we are miraculous beings. And as it starts out in Chapter 1, The Meaning of Miracles, The Principle of Miracles, page 3 in my copy, it says, there is no order of difficulty in miracles. One is not harder or bigger than another. They are all the same. All expressions of love are maximal. So it's telling us that miracles are expressions of love, and all expressions of love are maximal. So one expression of love is not harder or bigger than another. Think about that, because our human experience will tell us that one miracle is definitely harder than another, definitely bigger than another. But the Course is telling us, no, that's... That's an illusion. All expressions of love are maximal, and that's what miracles are. So, the teaching in the Course is that a miracle is a shift in perception. It's when we change our point of view, our perspective, from a view with our eyeballs (laughs) and with our looking through our history into our experience, we shift how we view it, our point of view, our perception, when we shift that and align with divine view, when we look at our life, we look at our experiences, we look at our brothers and sisters through the eyes of the Holy Spirit with that divine view, when we align with divine will, that's how I think about it. And I stop trying to work my little will, and I'm willing to see the truth, the truth that liberates us and sets us free, when I am willing to align with divine will, then I'm naturally going to live a miraculous life because I'm tuned in to love. All expressions of love are maximal. So check this out. One of the things that... I teach about in my classes, it's one of the basic foundational things that I share and teach about because it's so precious to me in my own life, and that is shifting from trying to work in form to working in the invisible. So what does that mean? Working in form is working in the world of effects, the world of Things that we can touch with our hands and see with our eyes and feel with our body, right? That is the world of form. And I also think of it as density. So we are light beings. And this experience of form is an illusion of the mind. It's created with the mind. We experience it with the mind, And the vibration of things here in this 3D experience, three dimensions, also three ways of creating density, the vibration is a lower vibration. It is a vibration of experiencing separation. So while we're not separate from each other, nor could we ever be or will we ever be or have we ever been, there's the illusion that we have separate bodies and that we're separate beings. And so we are experiencing what would it be like if we could experience separation. So we've, we've had to have a shift in the mind to accept the notion that we're separate in order to experience the illusion of separation, of separate will, of free will. And as we remember our true identity as one with the one, one with each other, one with all life, as we remember our true identity as light beings and we claim that and we stand in it and we purify any desire to be separate. We purify the ways in which we cherish being able to have our own opinions and judgments and create that sense of separation as we release all those things that we value and cherish, the density lifts. Our vibration lifts. And we can remember the light beings that we are. So when we are aware that all of our thoughts produce form at some level, right? that's what the Course teaches us, all thought produces form at some level, And all of our experiences, the things that we've experienced with the body, the things that we have felt with our emotional body, these are all the things that are happening in form. When we begin to recognize our true nature as love and light beings, then we can accept that, oh my goodness, instead of pushing density, instead of working in form, I can live a miraculous life of love. I can work in the invisible. Instead of trying to make things happen in form, we can allow divine will to express itself in the invisible to the visible realm. It is so much easier. So this is why I use words pretty carefully. And I I really like This idea of calling, trying to make things happen in form, pushing density. Because it reminds me that it's arduous, that it's difficult, that it can be painful and time-consuming. Working in the invisible, however, is instantaneous. It's quantum. So quantum, think of a quantum leap. Right, That's a phrase we're all familiar with. We're also familiar with quantum physics, especially since that movie, What the Bleep, came out. And What the Bleep a, is a really good primer about working in the invisible and what the quantum mechanics are. So a quantum leap is when you move from one place, one locale, to another without traveling, how can you do that except you're aware of the illusion or you're aware of your identity? <laughs> so then you can work in the invisible. And we can all experience quantum leaps all the time. And so while it might be vis- very valuable to, say, bilocate as many of the yogis can do they can be in literally physically in two places at the very same time very common if you've ever read autobiography of a yoga by paramananda yogananda then you've you've read about that phenomenon of bilocation but we we can work in the invisible when we are praying for, let's say we're praying for a friend or a loved one or praying for world peace or our world leaders to be peaceful. We're, we're being in two locations at the same time in a sense. And when you really think about it, because we're one with the one, we can be omnipresent. That's our true nature. So very often we think that we can't affect things that are happening outside of our ability to see with our eyeballs and touch with our hands. But actually, that couldn't be further than from the truth. And that was what was so extraordinary about the work of the quantum physicists, folks like Einstein, is because they actually proved that we're all working in the invisible all of the time and that our thoughts are creating our circumstances. All thought produces form at some level. So, people think that they will change their mind about stuff. They will change their heart about things when they see or they experience something differently. So, people think, I'll have more time for my spiritual practice when my schedule changes. I'll have more Money to invest in spiritual classes when my financial picture changes. Right? I'll have time to volunteer when my work schedule changes. When, but that's not how it works. First, we make the shift in our mind. And I can tell you this that for years and years and years, I thought, I don't have that kind of time to put into my spiritual practice right now. And when my circumstances change and shift, I will have more time to put into it. And then I will. But what happened was I really decided, no, I have to put more time into it now or it will never change. So it's that which came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, I would say to you, the egg came first. If the egg is the idea of the chicken, the idea came first. Because the chicken didn't come up with the idea of the egg. Right? I don't know. Maybe I've gone into scary territory there with the chicken and the egg. Better stick to metaphysics. (laughs) So course of miracles has these principles of miracles i'm just going to share a few of them here at the beginning so it says miracles as such do not matter the only thing that matters is their source which is far beyond evaluation so the source of miracles miracles are love So the source of love, how can we evaluate that, right? We just accept that love is and we are love. Miracles occur naturally as expressions of love. The real miracle is the love that inspires them. In this sense, everything that comes from love is a miracle, right? A miracle is uh, a shift, a shift in our perception, a shift in our point of view. This is something that we can control. Very often we think, I can't help but think that you're a jerk. I can't help but think I'm lost. I can't help but think that all is gone to H E double L, right? But this is not true. We can help but think it. But we give over dominion in our mind. We decide, oh, I'm, it's too hard to be masterful today. But if we don't choose to be masterful today, we're going to put that off. We're going to be a victim today. We'll be masterful another day. We'll be loving another day. We'll take dominion over our mind another day. Then it's always eluding us and it actually gets harder and harder, which is why one of the best things that can ever happen to us is we crash and burn and we realize, oh, I can't be successful working my will. If what true success is, is that I'm leading a life of love and joy and prosperity and harmony and truly being a beneficial presence in the world, being truly helpful to myself, to my brothers and sisters, to revealing God in this world. So what I sometimes share with folks in my life is, If you feel that you are the victim of circumstances, make a decision. When are you going to say no to that pattern? When are you going to say, I'm going to stop this? Give yourself a deadline. Give yourself a deadline. I am going to start choosing prosperity starting on this date. So until then, I will suffer in my poverty, but... It all ends on this date. Well, right now we're not ending, but we're gonna take a break. So ah, take a breath. I'm Jennifer Hadley and you're listening to of course I'm so be right back.
3: If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you.
0: You ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you're just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of heart Center metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on shop.
4: Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guest on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central or 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer
2: Hadley. And we're back. It's a miracle. (laughs) So we're talking about miracles and magic and the mystic. So I love this. Miracle principle number four. All miracles mean life and God is the giver of life. His voice will direct you very specifically. You will be told all that you need to know. Now, think about that. You'll be told all that you need to know. Now, this is key. If you really are interested in living a profound, miraculous, loving life, you've got to be a good listener. You'll be told everything that you need to know. Now, if you are listening to your own opinions and judgments, running them around and around in your mind like you're dancing on a a hamster wheel, are you available to listen? If you are going this way and that because you're so worried and so concerned, about what to do and how to do it and how to prevent this and how to make that happen, if you're so concerned about working your will, thinking you know how it should be and how it should not be, and you're chattering away with your friends about the blame and the shame and the regret and the resentment, are you available to listen? To everything that you need to know in order to live a profoundly powerful, prosperous, loving, dynamic life that brings benefit to all beings. You can't do it. That's what I realized. So in my own practice, I realized if I am not listening and attentive, if I am instead focused on my own judgments and opinions... I'm going to miss all these miracle opportunities that I say I'd like to experience. Hello. So what I began to do was really increase my spiritual practice. Now, do I include reading books as part of my spiritual practice? I do, but the, the main thing is the listening the main thing is listening so for me the the majority of my personal spiritual practice is focused on purifying my mind and releasing the attachments releasing the thoughts that i cherish instead of thinking the thoughts i think with god this is critical It's really critical to understand this because people chase all over the place trying to get some kind of healing, some kind of insight from a guru. They buy all kinds of books and take all kinds of classes rather than simply sitting with the living, loving presence of God that is their true identity.
5: So... In in uh, Miracle Principle number uh, 11
2: here, it says, Prayer is the medium of miracles. It is a means of communication of the created with the creator. Through prayer, love is received. And through miracles, love is expressed. So love is... Love is, and purification is necessary for us to remember that, because we've all come to value and cherish ideas about ourselves that aren't true. We've come to cherish and value ideas, judgments, opinions about others that aren't true, If we really want to experience a miraculous life, it's ours for the asking. It is our true identity. It's our destiny. It's the thing we long for, and it is the thing that we are, both at the same time. Isn't that amazing? So what prevents us from experiencing it is simply that we're choosing to value something else more. We're cherishing our opinions and judgments more. So miracles are expressions of love. We are love beings. This is our true identity. So when we remember ourselves as love, when we remember our brothers and sisters as love, we naturally experience miracles. Now, magic. What is magic? So
5: magic is... It's kind of like a fake miracle. (laughs) So, uh,
2: it it, it is, um, uh, a a magic is one of the things that A Course in Miracles talks about as being magic is medicine, like prescriptions and cough medicine and things like that. Those are magic. So, their magic is a substitute for a miracle. When we are looking to heal a circumstance, shift a circumstance. Like let's say we've got a cough or we've got an ache or a pain and we're using a pill, we're using magic instead of a miracle. So Course of Miracles tells us that
5: all (coughs) excuse me. Course of miracles tells us that a miracle is a shift in our perception to
2: remember that we are love beings. And when we are trying to shift the circumstances through using a manipulation of the mind, then we're trying to make a magical solution. But we can always instead have a miraculous solution.
5: So, it's the difference between choosing love and trying to work our will.
2: In Chapter 2, which oh I just love Chapter 2 of the text. I just keep reading it over and over and over again. Section 8, The Meaning of the Last Judgment, page 33. Right at the bottom there, Paragraph 1, it says, One of the ways in which you can correct the magic miracle confusion is to remember that you did not create yourself. So one of the things in A Course in Miracles, it talks about the difference between making things and creating things. So God is the creator, and in our human experience, we're making things. So we, we make our the stuff that we make with our, where we can touch it with our hands and see it with our eyes, but creation is working in the one mind with the divine. So miracles are created and stuff is made. So magic is something that is
5: made. A miracle is a creation of God. Of love, So we're, we're beginning to look
2: at our lives and think, where are we looking for a magical solution to a problem? One of the things that happens is if we're looking for a, a magical or even a miraculous solution to a problem, very often we're affirming that the problem is real. Right. So if we remember to work in the invisible rather than the visible world, then we can remember that love is real, that the kingdom is already pre-installed within. And so we don't have to make things happen. In fact, if we get into that state of mind where we're trying to make things happen, trying to make it happen, which Lord knows i have uh I have built a, a condo in that space, you know, a compound i I used to try to make everything happen, I was trying to make work my will in every area of my life, and little by little, I began to realize that I could work in the invisible and I didn't have to make things happen. I could allow the miraculous to unfold, but in order to allow the miraculous to unfold, you have to be willing to give up your point of view, I had to be willing to give up my point of view, I had to be willing to give up the opinions and judgments and all the thoughts that kept me on that hamster wheel, so I had to discipline my mind to stop affirming what wasn't true, I had to discipline my mind to stop cherishing and valuing the judgments so that I could Think the thoughts of love. So what I did was I realized that it was easier for me to replace the thoughts of judgment with the thoughts of love. It was easier for me to choose love and seek the kingdom which is within. I had to have the faith. I had to cultivate the faith. Through placing my trust in God, I was able to cultivate the faith. To look within, I was able to develop what I called a radical trust. Okay, so I'm a I'm a fan of Colin Tippings, the author of Radical Forgiveness. And uh, years ago, I had taken a workshop with him, and he's he's lovely. I just love him. He was uh, one of the guests on the show last fall and you can listen to that show it was a great great show you know you can listen in the archive we've got wonderful shows with john mundy and david hoffmeister and ken wapnick and i'm getting ready to do a series with more um guests on the show and so i was trying to work my will and i realized that i could work in the invisible i could develop that radical trust in god so what it looked like for me was i had worries and concerns and uh i was running on running around them like a hamster on a wheel and when it would come into my mind the worry the concern the judgment, the belief, and I was choosing to energize it, I would take a breath and stop and say, I'm, I'm not choosing that thought anymore. I am interested in choosing love. So I'm changing the focus of my attention and I, I had to be willing to realize, wow, I really cherish these judgments and opinions. I really cherish them, even though they are making me sick, even though they are making me so uncomfortable. I, I cherish the idea that I am right about these judgments and opinions. So forgiveness was absolutely necessary and then as I continue to truly forgive which to me true forgiveness is a willingness to give up the opinions and judgments you can't actually forgive and still harbor the judgments and opinions it's not possible and this is why I offer so many classes and things in forgiveness. And if you go to jenniferhadley.com, you can find uh, on my website, on the blog pages, uh, the forgiveness letter exercise. You can download it for free and use that as a tool to assist you in forgiving People tell me all the time. I also have um, a free workshop at jenniferhadley.com. If you just go and uh, put in your email, I'll send you back an email with a link to download the free workshop. It's called Get Over It. Get over it. So if you're having trouble getting over something, you can go and get that totally for free at jenniferhadley.com. Also, as it said in that miracle principle about prayer. Let's go back to that a second, because that was, I love that. Number 11 of the principles of miracles. Prayer is the medium of miracles. It's the medium. What is the medium? So if you think of you're planting a seed to grow into a beautiful flowering fruit tree,
5: the medium is the soil. So your thought is the seed Planted in the soil.
2: Prayer is the medium of miracles. It is a means of communication of the created with the creator. So remember we were talking about the difference between making something and creating something. We are the created. Created by the creator. Through prayer, love is received. And through miracles, love is expressed. Don't you love that? So what does that mean? Through prayer, love is
5: received. When we open up to pray, we are affirming through that opening that
2: there is a divine connection, that we're connecting to something, to someone, to some being. On some level, we're remembering our true identity as being one with the one. So when we go into prayer, even if it's, Please, God, help me. That's a powerful prayer. Please, God, help me. Very often we can say, Please, God, help me. There's some part of us that is actually trying to surrender working our will and to open to no divine will. So, prayer is a tremendous start. It is an opening. I believe that the answered prayer is contained in the prayer request because the answered prayer is to remember that we are love, to shift our point of view, to see as God sees, to know as God knows, to identify as God identifies. So this is why we experience miraculous results when we pray wholeheartedly. Oh, what a good conversation. You're listening is drawing something beautiful out. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, and Walking the Talk right here on Unity Online Radio. I will be right back.
4: Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word.
3: The present moment is the point of action in my life, my opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning I'm no longer in a dreamlike state. Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here and right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, I can advance them in the present moment guided and supported by God, I live my best life now.
4: Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com.
2: Talking about Now, just before we get uh, uh, back into the magic and miracles, I do want to fulfill my promises I talked about in the description of today's show. What is the mystical? Just for a clarification. Because I consider myself a mystic. And you know what? I consider you a mystic too. A mystic is someone who understands that they have a direct connection with the divine. Someone who has the ability to commune with the divine. And so, a mystical perception is a perception of the divine. Working in the invisible, moving into prayer, listening, that deep listening that we were talking about earlier, that's mystical. That's a mystical experience. So when we go into prayer and we invoke an awareness of the divine, doing that spiritual work of meditation, we're having a mystical connection. So the mystic is the unseen. It's the great mystery. Mother, Father, God, presence that we're connecting with. That's a mystical experience. Now going back to magic and miracles. So it says... On page 33, chapter 2, section 8 of the text, one of the ways in which you can correct the magic miracle confusion is to remember that you did not create yourself. Remember we talked about that earlier. We were created by our creator. You are apt to forget That you were created by your creator. You did not create yourself. When you become egocentric. So when you become. Identified with the ego. Rather than identified with the spirit. That you truly are. You will forget. That you did not create yourself. And when that happens. This puts you in a position. Where a belief in magic. Is virtually inevitable. So when you're identified with the ego when you're identified with the body and you see yourself as a body and you've forgotten that you're a creature of love and light and that your life can be totally miraculous that you can transcend the experiences and the limitation of your life first by working in the invisible If you're trying to push density and move form around, you are doing it the slowest way you possibly can. Trying to make things happen in density versus working in the invisible, which means working in your mind, working in your heart, Heart heart-mind congruency, being in alignment with love. When you're in alignment with love, right, then you're going to live a miraculous life. How can you not, when you're willing to give up your opinions and judgments and to perceive correctly, to see with divine eyes, rather than to simply look at your judgments and opinions, then you can have miraculous, amazing healing and transformation, How do you get there? You have to decide that you're no longer interested in cherishing that which has no value. Meaning no longer cherishing your judgments and your opinions. Who can do this but you? (laughs) For you, you must do this. So this is why I like to share because I am committed to doing this and it's actually happening. Holy moly, it's happening. (laughs) So now I'd like to share with you in uh, chapter 2. Section 4, Paragraph 2, it talks about illness and magic. Because one of the clearest ways that the Course teaches about magic is through what are the things that we do to alleviate our suffering that are magical when we could, in fact, have miraculous healing. Remember, the Course teaches us that all healing is spiritual healing. So, in...
5: Section 4, healing as a release from fear. It says here, let's see, where will I start? uh, The third
2: sentence here in paragraph 2, we have referred to miracles as the means of correcting level confusion. So when we open to realize that all expressions of love are maximal and that we are love and that there's nothing outside of love, nothing in addition to love, nothing in contradiction to love, when we realize that for ourselves, all confusion about different levels of healing and awareness will be corrected. Only the mind is capable of error. The body can act wrongly only when it is responding to misthought. So the miscreation is when we use our mind, our awareness, to think a thought that's not true. And that's what opinions and
5: judgments are. They're just our beliefs, our point of view that is incorrect. The body cannot create. So the body can make things, but it can't create. This is the distinction. The body cannot create, and the belief that it can is a fundamental error. And
2: that error produces all physical symptoms. So think of that. If you think that the body can create things, you've forgotten that You're a miracle worker and it's your destiny to remember that you can do your work in the invisible instead of pushing density. But we become so identified with the body, we forget that we're these spiritual beings of love and light. Because why do we forget that we're spiritual beings of love and light? Because we cherish the idea that other people are wrong and bad. We cherish the idea of separation and saying, I am not that. I am not one with them. I don't like them. I am not my brother and my sister's keeper and healer. I'm not responsible for what they think. I'm not responsible for anyone's healing, including my own. When we think these thoughts, then we're cherishing separation. And so then we try to make things happen and line up the way that we think they should be. We try to change the way things are that we think they should not be. So we're pushing density, pushing density, pushing density. But the real healing is when we are willing to work in the invisible and have a powerful life of love. And this is not easy to do. The world is designed to convince us that we're a body. So when we're identified
5: with the body then we will experience physical symptoms of distress.
2: Physical illness represents a belief in magic. The whole distortion that made magic rests on the belief that there is a creative ability in matter, in form, which the mind cannot control. So you see, the belief
5: that The body has some kind of power that is valuable. This creates our attachment to the physical.
2: This is why we must Open our hearts and minds to a willingness to see, to know, to feel, to believe, to experience that the kingdom truly is within our awareness. So accessing it through our heart awareness, the mind that is in the heart, the mind that yearns to know love and to be love the mind in the heart that yearns to forgive all judgments and opinions and simply be renewed and restored. So all healing is spiritual healing. When we're no longer identified with the body, we recognize that we are miraculous. Prayer is that connection with the divine. Prayer is deeply and profoundly healing because in our willingness to go into prayer, we're willing to remember, if even just for a a nanosecond, that we are one with the one and that there is a power and a presence that is beyond the sense of physical form and that we can work in the invisible, that we can connect to the unity of all life. Prayer is the medium of miracles. It is a means of communication of the created with the creator through prayer. Love is received and through Miracles, love is expressed. This is our healing right here, right here. And this is why I love prayer and I share prayer. So you can be my prayer partner every day. So easy, jenniferhadley.com. Go to the blog page and just sign up to be my prayer partner. It's totally free every day. I will send you an email with a a link to listen to the prayer for today. You can call online or listen on a call on your phone or listen online. And I send a little spiritual espresso, a message of thought of what I'm thinking about that day. So right now, let us connect in prayer. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and remember your true identity That you were created out of love as love. And so is everyone else. We're grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our spiritual healing right now with everyone. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody.
1: Did you know that most of us operate on autopilot and don't even realize it? In fact, psychologists suggest automatic behavior has become the rule of thumb these days. Jesse Harriet wants to talk with you about how to make the switch from barely thriving and functioning to living a fully functioning, conscious, and purposeful life. The all is mind, and so are you. Call in with your questions and comments for Jesse Live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central Time on Living on Purpose, where we blend psychology and ancient wisdom. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
6: Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God you are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you. But God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly.
5: This
4: meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. You've seen Reality TV. Well, now get ready for Reality Radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. You Can Heal Your Life follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome their challenges. Tune in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says, We must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio. You can heal your life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio.